It's morning, so it's Mondo on 710-KCMO. Well, it's been a celebratory day for many in the Kansas City region after Missouri Governor Mike Parson and Kansas Governor Laura Kelly come together yesterday in the metro and signed uh, the official potential end to the economic border war. Patrick Tui, Show Me Institute, Missouri-based think tank, joining us. Always good to see you, Patrick. Thank you. Good so, to be here. you know, a lot of people are, are raving about yesterday and, and the end of the border war. We had Joe Reardon on earlier of the Greater Kansas City uh, Chamber of Commerce. What say you? This is good news. Uh, I guess the problem I have having followed economic development subsidies for so long in Kansas City and around Missouri, is that all the people that made a bunch of money advocating for subsidies have now flipped so quickly that it's making me suspicious. You know, Joe Reardon on your program about an hour ago said, uh, yeah, you know, we shouldn't be creating subsidies that just move jobs back and forth across the line. Now, he was talking about state line, but we do that here in Kansas City, and he's a champion of that, of creating a, a, a TIF district of incentivizing businesses to move into that TIF district, and then they say, well, there are new jobs in the TIF district. There are new, no new jobs citywide, right? We just move an employer from outside the district into the new. So, uh, again, it's a good step. I want to see the details. I want to see the terms they use to define net new jobs. Uh, and I want to see uh, if there are clawbacks when you get subsidies. But, but I fear that this is just kind of a feel-good press thing, everybody cheerleads, and then a year from now, uh, because Lee Wood and Overland Park uh, are still up to, up to the games they've been to for years, and, and maybe Lee's Summit, and maybe even the Kansas City Airport, all these guys use incentives to bring business back and forth. Well, because still there is a loophole there where Overland Park can still offer the incentives. Now, the state can't, but the cities can still battle against each other. As you mentioned, Lee Summit against Overland Park. Now, Joe told us on the show that he's confident the mayors are going to be on board and not do this to each other, but you seem a little more skeptical. I, I, I'll believe it when I see it. So okay. again, this is a nice announcement. We'll wait uh, a period of time, look at what the data tells us. But again, too many people in Kansas City, in the region, make an awful lot of money off of taxpayers shelling money out to private businesses. How are you going to determine whether or not this is a success? Just hearing less stories about businesses jumping across state lines? Well, line? I mean, we'll be able to see where the money's being spent. What you're seeing now, of course, is a lot of businesses waiting to get in on the action before this deal takes place. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Waddell and Reed and, and a few others um, are trying to see what they can get. Uh, but again, we will see. I just I just think an awful lot... Look, businesses in, in this... Uh, area have made an awful lot of money off of taxpayers, and I don't think they give it up as easily as they seem to be agreeing to give it up. That's Inter it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Patrick Tui, Show Me Institute, is joining us on KCMO. Bike lanes. <laughs> you bike and lanes. I love them, right? Uh, <laughs> you can't can't have a, a, a decent society without bike lanes. Um, they're obviously a hot topic for some people in Kansas City. Yeah, the people who are paid to promote bike lanes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's absurd. It really is absurd. So the Kansas City Star editorial, maybe yesterday, maybe the day before, forgive yeah. me, but it talks about bike lanes. And what it says is, you know, people on the east side of Kansas City, kind of the urban core, uh, are, are saying, how the hell did bike lanes make it into our top priorities? You know, we've got problems with... Uh, uh, trash not being picked up with blighted houses. We've got problems with crime. We've got problems with drugs. We've got problems with education. Yet somehow bike lanes uh, maneuvers its way into a, a city priority. It's, it is, again, if we were a rich city, if we were a dense city, 
if we had a large biking population, this might be worthwhile. But we are none of those things. What the bike lane people tell us, and there is no data to support this, is that if we build bike lanes, people will bike more. And and I was actually on Ruckus the other day uh, with a former Missouri State representative who said, well, it worked in New York. Like, again, are, are you— There's 8 million people right. in the same amount of square miles. We have half a million. It, and that's exactly it. Like, I wanted to ask, like, are you trying to compare New York City with Kansas City? Because you should be laughed out of the room. But what happens is these people don't, I'll say, build for the city we have. They build for the city they want to have. And when you start doing that, you're like, well, let's have streetcars and let's have bike rails. I'm, I'm motioning uh, dramatically here when I talk. <laughs> uh, let's, have, uh, let's have all these nice things as if uh, we were the city that we're not. We, we are a city with a crime problem. We're a city with an education problem. We may be a city with an affordable housing problem. Those are primary issues. We're certainly a city with an infrastructure problem. Here's what drives me nuts about this, and I, I want to get your thoughts. You know, I sit here every day. I do this show four hours, and it's it's obviously a conservative show. That's, I never deny where I stand as a conservative. These are my beliefs. But I also cover, and we do, I think, a really good job trying to cover and bring to light the crime issues that this town is facing, what a problem it is, especially for the east side, which is more of a minority-driven community. And then you have these people promoting bike lanes who are, you know, for the most part, uppity white people, <laughs> define themselves as good liberals. Yes. And they're trying to screw the east side of Kansas City that's getting hosed with all this crime, all this trash, all this blight, and then tell us that the bike lanes are most important. So what you fail to understand, uh, Fredo, is that uh, <laughs> is that these people have been imbued by God or yeah. the universe with a special understanding of the world. And if we just shut up and did what they want, they would create a better society. They are better educated than the population. But bike uh, enthusiasts are wealthier than the population. And they just want bike lanes. And they think that will uh, that will you know make the world a better place. And because they don't live in the areas that have perhaps other significant problems. They just don't see it. And and so it is, you know, when you're mayor, when you're on the city council, you look at the whole city and like, what are all our big issues? But when you're a advocate group for bike lanes, of course, you're going to. And these transportation hacks lane. that are all over Twitter in Kansas City about, you know, I'm prepping my plans for the streetcar. Keep prepping, buddy. The federal dollars aren't coming. No, it, it is what a friend of mine referred to as the transitariat, the, the permanent bureaucracy that wants more transit. Who the heck's paying these people? So they get a lot of federal grants. So Kansas City gets an awful lot of federal grants to plan, right, to plan for things. So the KCATA might get money to plan for things. The streetcar authority might get money to plan for things. Not build them, but it keeps the, that group of engineers and urban planners employed. Even if we don't build what they want, they can get lots of money for planning oh. stuff. And so, again, it's just uh, they're always going to advocate because there's money for them to just – to just make plans. They get grants for all that it stuff. It just makes my stomach churn. It really does. It is it is frustrating because, you know, I'm a transplant to Kansas City. I know at the beginning of this, talking about the border war, I always sound like somebody who's beating up on the city and who doesn't like it. I have lived in other cities up and down the East Coast. I absolutely love Kansas City. I wish, I wish more people who were from here would see the rest of the country yeah. and realize what we have here in Kansas City. We have such a great community, such a great place to live, but our government doesn't seem to see any of that. They chase other cities. We want to be like Chicago. We want to be like Portland. We want to be like Denver. We want a streetcar. We want a new airport. We want a convention hotel. Let's focus on what makes Kansas City great 
and, and ignore the rest of the country. But instead, we play catch up. We, we see what somebody else does and we want that. And we waste an awful lot of money in the interim. He's Patrick Tui, Show Me Institute. It's always great to have you in, Patrick. Thanks Let me so say, much. you are a much more reasonable guy in person than you appear to be on the radio. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> Patrick Tui on KCMO. Coming up, I want to uh, touch on the tariffs. They're not going into place now, and maybe an admission by the president to what's really going on. It's all coming up on KCMO.